Welcome to the Falling Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT. Hello, welcome back to the Falling Skies cast, and this is our season two finale episode as we talk about, well... This season two finale. We had that uh, air Sunday night on TNT here in the U.S. at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And I know it's not aired all the way around the world, so maybe if you are out there internationally, maybe you're listening to this a little bit later on than the um, August 22nd, 23rd, 24th, whenever I hopefully we'll get this posted up to the feed. And uh, if so, we'd still love to have your feedback come into the show um, as we do have probably roughly 10 months of uh, wait here. Uh, before season three, weird thing to say, before season three of Falling Sky starts, I know actually, and well, I guess without any further ado, we'll jump into some little bit of Falling Sky's news here real fast. From the Falling Sky's cast studios, it's the Falling Sky's news with Jimmy and Emmy. Today, as I record, is Wednesday, 22nd of August. The uh, cast and crew are out and about um, once again, already preparing for season three. Today was the first day, as far as I know, of production. And so, yeah, it'll be fun here soon. I don't, I don't know how much they'll be able to divulge. Obviously, not a whole lot. Um, they never can on TV shows like this. But it'll be fun, I guess, to start seeing some tweets and things on from the set, from the actors um, and actresses there that are involved in season three of Falling Sky. So definitely looking forward to that over the next few months. And we'll p- probably try to do something similar this year. Hopefully, we'll complete it. A rewatch of season two um, in our off season and try to uh, go back and look for things that we might have missed or overlooked or, or whatever. Something that will just be fun to talk about, hopefully, um, during our long break here and the hiatus of all hiatuses. Um, I mean, typically, uh, something like this, nine, ten months, is going to be the longest hiatus of most television shows out there. There have been a few that have had had longer. I know The Sopranos. I think had a year and a half off one time or something. So it's not the, the worst it could be, but it's definitely a long time. So we'll be, we're trying to fill in some things here on the podcast during the break. And we'd definitely love to continue to hear from you on Facebook, Twitter, uh, voicemails, whatever it might be during that time. And then one thing we usually do uh, every week during our news section, and typically our news doesn't talk about new production stuff, uh, like we just mentioned, it actually usually focuses on the ratings. And since the uh, the finale has aired and the uh, the week before's ratings, both those are out now. I guess we'll go ahead and share both of those numbers here this week because I really don't know for sure when our next episode would be. I know I mentioned possibly having like an all listener edition of the show or something. I don't think we have enough feedback to do an only listeners edition, a listeners feedback edition only of the show. So I think we'll just include that here as I normally would, and then you know move back forward probably sometime next month in september come back with a uh, a new episode of the podcast during that off season well from the previous week's episode from the 12th falling sky still has that middle three million viewers um there on the 12th it was 3.463 million viewers with 1.3 million in the 18 to 49 range and then here for the season finale we'll see if they were able to get a jump in the numbers which you know you would hope you would in a show like this and it does look like this last week's uh, ratings were up just a little bit with that live plus same day with 3.842 million viewers of Falling Skies. And I did not, I was not able to locate the uh, information I usually can't over on TV by the numbers. 
that shows like the live plus seven days from a few weeks back and those kind of things. So uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of odd because usually I can find that information. But anyway, that's going to be our ratings numbers for this week. That's going to wrap up our brief little section of news here for the show. And we're going to get into the next area of the little podcast here where we try to give Mama and Georgia a call. And I noticed last week I was listening to the podcast again. I guess it was Monday or so. I got to work. I downloaded it. And I was listening through it because I try to do that just to see you know, how bad I messed up or whatever. And somehow, I don't know what I did. Part of the call to Mama last week was missing. Uh, it just kind of goes from the beginning to like right into the middle. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know what what happened there. I guess I was trying to move something around and deleted something by accident and didn't catch it while I was doing some editing and stuff. So, oops. Sorry, guys. Uh, hopefully, there will be no more technical glitches this week when we give Mom a call. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Had a pretty good day so far. Well, me too. That's good to hear. Yeah. What y'all up to? I don't know if it'll happen. We were thinking of possibly going down to Orlando Sunday after Sunday morning. Y'all been busy? Yeah. So did you watch Fallen Skies this past Sunday? I sure did. So what did you think about the finale this time around? Well, it looked to me like more of those creatures were coming down. That's what it looked like to me now. I don't know what that was. Yeah. But that's what it looked like. You well, I'm assuming that that other alien was what the, the Overlord was trying to shoot down with his weapon. Right. Because uh, Ben said that, that it was a weapon and it wasn't for us. Because uh, Tom made a comment about how our Air Force is gone. Why would they need a weapon like that? And since they blew it up, I'm assuming that's why this other alien guy showed up. Right. It's good. So I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming he'll be their ally right. next year. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. Right. Only bad thing about Fallen Skies is you got to wait about 10 more months for another episode to come out. Yeah. And if not careful, well, you don't forget, but you mean, I mean, you just kind of lose. Well, yeah, there were less viewers this second season than the first season. I mean, it was still good ratings, but it was less. Right. And I think this has been a better batch of episodes. I think the season, second season was right. better than the first one. I, I think it improved. I guess I'll let you go. Well, I'm glad you called me. Oh, you take care of you, Amelia. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, well, that was our time with Mama in Georgia. It's now time to get into a little bit of Falling Skies feedback. All right, well, we're going to jump into our Falling Skies feedback. All right, we're going to start over on the Facebook page. And we've had a few since our last recording times or whatnot. I had, um, let's see, a few, three or four here we'll get into, it looks like. One from August 18th. And this was Rashmi, maybe. I Again, I never know how to pronounce the name. Um, so hopefully that's pronounced correctly. She says, Hi, I am from Perth, Australia. I have been listening to your podcast from the beginning of the second season. Really enjoy it. Love it that you chat with your mama. And do love her getting sidetracked so much like a mom. Thank you and keep it up. I'm looking forward to the finale. So thanks to Rashmi for those comments all the way down from Down Under in Australia. That's very cool. I definitely appreciate that. And myself and a few, and Brandon like that. And I also have a couple posts from Brandon. Brandon says here on the 19th, has three different posts. One says, Falling Sky Finale, exclamation point, exclamation point. One with what? Followed by a bunch of exclamation points and question marks. 
and then his comment about the episode. Just watched last week's episode because I knew I would not want to wait for tonight's finale. And I was right. They left last week's episode in good suspense. Can't wait for the finale, but don't want this season to be over. All right, and those are some posts that people posted their own comments. And then we also have our own post that people have uh, commented upon as well. I asked for some feedback on the finale. We'll, we'll definitely get into that one. Joy says, loved it. We record it and watch it with the whole family every week. Hate that the red-eye skitter and die had to die. Started watching due to Noah Wiley. Being in it, a librarian fan, he is excellent as well as the rest of the cast. Glad Pope is back on track. Too much to say about the show. We love it in Georgia. So apparently I have a fellow Georgian there who likes Falling Skies as well. So that's pretty neat. Also, Courtney says, so Anne and Tom. Anne um, and Karen infected Hal. And why do all the characters that have been in the show from the beginning have to die and get new characters? If you kill off the wrong person, you could lose a lot of viewers. Just saying. And I don't want to wait until 2013 to watch season three. Uh, Brandon says, I agree with Courtney. Kill the wrong person and ratings will drop. Die, died. That sucks. Why didn't Hal grab the bug off his face? Just let it go in his ear and probably launch in his brain now. I knew Anne was going to be pregnant. It's post-alien attack. I don't think they can run down the corner store, grass station, Walmart, and grab a box of condoms. LOL. Your hope came true. They introduced a third party. They appear to be more humanoid, though. And then, of course, can't believe we have to wait until next summer to see season three, um, which I think is most people's opinion. Good news, again, like we've mentioned earlier in the podcast, they did start filming this week. And so they're preparing for season three already, even though it is quite a while away. All right, well, that's pretty much our Facebook feedback for this episode. And we do have some things to get into from uh, the Twitter. And I guess we'll start there on the 18th again, because I don't, I don't want to go back too far, I guess. I get sidetracked off of things that aren't related to the finale. Oh, one thing I don't think you have actually mentioned on my show. Um, Robert over at Three by Space, I think it was the last two or three episodes of the so, of the season, had um had had done like a live broadcast after the episode, and then I think it was available on some place where they could record um, their live broadcast, and then you could go back and listen to it. I don't know that it's available through any other means like iTunes or RSS feed or anything like that. It might be, but anyway, Robert um had invited yours truly over to uh, participate in a live finale discussion but unfortunately I was out of town Sunday night actually Saturday night and Sunday night and get home till really late Sunday night so I didn't even get to watch the finale until Monday night so anyway I wasn't able to join him I would definitely thought that would have been a fun thing and so maybe we can work that out and hey who knows maybe we can have him on our show sometime that'd be fun too all right so let's get back to the 18th which was Saturday before the finale at Mike Rag O Tafani, something like that, on Twitter says, Can't wait for the season finale. The ending should be epic. Bonnie Sky's blog, better known as at GH underscore Schuster on the Twitter, says, Awesome job this week. Just FYI, they start filming August 22nd. At Slipknot Fuels Me says, Listening to podcast by the Falling Skies, which should be us. At Slipknot Fuels Me also says, Awesome podcast, man. Keep up the awesome work. And I said, Thanks. He said, You're welcome. Also, I'm pretty sure I think I posted something saying I'm sorry it was late this week as it's been here the last little while. And um, at GH underscore Schuster says, No problem, we're all in this together. Just keep putting the same quality stuff you have been. And then he says, I've been considering adding a podcast segment to the site, but we and then 3F by Space's new 
his podcast. He says that's pretty much got it cornered. And I'm like, well, there's at least three other ones that I know of. There's one from the After Buzz Network. There's one from uh, Hank Davis and Alex Cruz on the Tiger Prince Radio Network. And then there's one, uh, it's just an older couple who do it. Last season, I listened to some of those. I have not listened to any of them this season, just not to be influenced by what they say. So, I mean, I don't want to, like, try to even subconsciously, like, rip off anything. I, I just don't have that desire. Maybe, at, you know, postseason I might listen to some of their stuff. But just me personally, I feel like I might accidentally or not even meaning to might take some of their ideas or something. So I just have chosen not to listen to their um, particular shows. But there's there's at least, including the new one from Pre Five Space, there's at least five that I'm aware of. There may be others. But they're all out there. You've searched for all these guys and go to the podcast segment. Typically, we're either first or second on the list. Um, and then there's the one from After Buzz and the other couple. Like I said, I'm not sure how you can get a hold of three of my spaces. Okay, several comments here from at MissIsson underscore 87. We'll just kind of run through these. I'm so anxious for the season finale tonight. Watching the season two finale of Falling Skies. Yay! Um, I love the relationship between Drew Rory and Connor Jessup. Amazing. It was heart-wrenching. Officially hate commercial breaks. Got carried away. Let's get this mission going. Second mass. She had tweeted quite a bit here. Great. Father-daughter scene. Tick, tick, boom. What is that thing? No. Oh, no. This is insane. Karen is nuts. Don't talk, Tom. I'm losing my mind. I feel sick. Not Hal. Oh, no. Why? Why? <laughs> oh. But, yeah, she she was quite excited and, and definitely followed along through the, the episode tweeting. At Dana Neat says... UK fan, love the great acting of such a well-written show. Sets, outside locations, all awesome. Roll on for season three. So that was neat from Dana, so thanks for that. At Jennifer Rucks, says, My heart is breaking right now. That scene, I have no words. I want Ben to go home. She also says, Darn that general and his men. I cleaned that one up just just a smidge. (laughs) She says, I am seeing this. And then she also says... (laughs) <laughs> actually kind of funny I was busy replying to a tweet I missed it Ugh! I have to catch it in the rewatch I think that's all from her at this point and then we also have at Thogar says this had to be one of the best episodes ever I seriously we have trouble sleeping tonight after that at 09 Steph E says I'm wide awake now like a smiley face thingy at 3 by space says the possibilities are endless and the ending stepped up the game in ways you couldn't imagine. Speaks volumes of Remy Obashan at BieberFan87. I don't know what we did to deserve this. There are almost no characters left alive. And Ben's time in the spotlight seems over. So I guess that's one person who's not happy with the finale. I mean, most of the things I've seen has been pretty positive. At Slipknot Fuels Me says, Speechless words can't describe the awesomeness of the final ep. At Kilmore Aliens says, Best episode of the season. Didn't like what happened to die, though. I agree with that. At Pagan Soul 366 says, Oh my F bombing gods. Something like that. At Casey underscore Purvis, always an entertaining tweeter here, sending a few messages our way. Says, RIP Red Eye Tear, you will be missed. Esfini, I like Fishhead better. The Skitter Rebels have the best intel. I'll get into this into our uh, our feedback and our, I mean, our recap and, and discussion and stuff. Parts of this episode really reminded me of. Star Wars has been going to attack the Death Star. Just, I'll just throw that out there real quick before we get going any further. 
Um, at Thogar says, glad I read this tweet from two days ago. I've now liked your Facebook page. My own fault for not realizing you had one smiley face. So thanks, Thogar. And if any of the rest of you are out there haven't found our Facebook page yet, uh, you can. We are at facebook.com forward slash falling skies cast. Um, or if you you know don't remember that, you just search falling skies, and I'm sure you'll probably find us that way as well. At GH underscore Schuster said something to the effect is a long ways off to the next season or something. And I was like, yeah, it's a long, long time. And they said, don't burst my shell shock for now. Tomorrow it will probably sink in. At Thogar, after I told him, yeah, thanks for liking the page on Facebook, says, well, I was promised pie. I do anything for pie. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I thought it was pretty funny. At Dombrosio Luke or something like that. Again, I'm not very good with names. Says, I know I can't wait for next season, obviously. At Casey underscore Purvis also says, wants to know who benefits from the arrival of new spacemen. Everyone who watches Falling Skies. Let's see. At AK Girl Always says, I'm going to be pretty unhappy if Hal goes bad and dies too. Seriously unhappy. Die. Sad face. All right. Well, we also have one here from at Katie Ford 86. Mom and I watch Falling Skies religiously every week. We love it. Great show. Keep it up. Spreading the word in the UK. So it's always cool to hear from people from Australia, from the United Kingdom, and from who knows where else. At Ku1C says, The Falling Skies finale was definitely a finale. At Co984Life says, or retweeted something from another another source to us from Spoiler TV, um, and it was the information for The Falling Skies Season 3 premiere title revealed via a script page and maybe you've seen this floating around out there on the interwebs and uh, I know this is could be considered spoilery maybe to some of you guys and I've kind of avoided all this stuff altogether in season two but personally I don't think a few words is a spoiler and so if you don't want to listen skip ahead for like five seconds when I say now skip ahead now for five seconds episode 301 is entitled on thin ice. That's a pretty good one. Uh, something we could probably figure out just in general anyway, I guess. And you can kind of see through the cover page. It seems like you could probably make out the words underneath that if you really tried hard enough until you get down to the bottom where they've all blurred out. But anyway, we'll get back to our tweets. And so thanks, Nicole, for that tweet. Also, KBrienne19 says, can't wait for season three. Love you all. And I put a whole bunch of people's names on there. So thanks to that. Several follow Fridays on Friday from at Jewel Phoenix, at GH underscore Schuster, at Jennifer Rux, at Vicky underscore Gallo, at F Skies 2 Mass, at EB Pierce, at Seven Sweet Princess 7, and then another message here from at Michelle Gardy one I can't wait to see what happens next. I have a hunch that those skitter fish head superhero-looking things are allies. And I think that's what most people are assuming at this point, and I hope that to be the case anyway. All right, now, I don't believe I have any emails or anything like that to get into, so I think that'll pretty much wrap up our time of feedback here from Twitter and Facebook. So uh, we'll move along into our next segment of the podcast, which will be our Falling Skies recap, where we recap what happened in the Season 2 finale. Definitely a good episode to get into and discuss. And so stick around for that right after this brief little musical interlude for like 10 seconds. (laughs) 
it's time for the Falling Skies recap, part of the show where we recap Falling Skies. Okay, so we started off this week, like almost every week, with a previously on segment, which we usually kind of skip over. Uh, we have the general here who starts off the episode, and we'll kind of recap this a little quicker than we do sometimes, hopefully. He basically tells Tom he can go on the mission. Tom says he does not agree with how the general has taken over control of the city, and um, he's about to be taken back into the holding cell. And uh, Manchester's like, hey, thanks for supporting me. And Tom's like, no, I'm not security. I'm not supporting you or whatever. He just doesn't think this is how the new U.S. should start. And that's when they hear a security breach alarm going off. They find out that it's the rebel skitters. And I think this is probably the most skitters we've seen on screen to date with their, you know, limited effects budget and things here on the cable TV show. And the general prepares to fire, even though um, we know they're the rebels. And then Ben does kind of pop out of the middle of them and say, no, don't fire. And nobody fires. <laughs> um, and then basically the key members of the second mass form a human barricade, and eventually, the men are told to stand down. Uh, once again, we see the red-eyed Skitter, the leader of the rebellion. And he goes into the office and talks with uh, the leaders of there of the new Continental Army, the new United States, through Ben, as their custom is. And red-eyed tells him lots of different things. He says he doesn't blame Tom for how their last encounter ended. And the general does ask what brings him there to Charleston. And the red-eyed skitter does go on to explain lots of things here. A lot of uh, mythology revealed in just a few sentences, which is pretty easy, guys. Um, all those other shows out there, take note. Um, red-eyed says that they captured that overlord. That was really quite a prize. And if they would have killed him, that would have really just destroyed the alien forces in a lot of ways in this entire part of the continent. He goes on to explain all sorts of things of how these... I can't remember exactly the pronunciation, but the Asfini, I believe is how it said. How they don't have any need for computers. They remember everything pretty much in their brain. And so he is one of the ones controlling the interplanetary operations of this alien force here. And his lead or whatever is over a large portion of their forces underneath him with the Max and the Skitters. And those would have been thrown into chaos had he died. Anyway, however you say the alien's name we just learned, Overlords, I like Captain Fishhead. They find out Captain Fitchhead where and when he'll be. There's this new weapon we find out about. It's on the 35th par parallel, about 500 miles away. And again, this is one of those things. 500 miles in an apocalypse should take forever. But they just kind of pop over there <laughs> in this episode. And they do, you know, take out the weapon. We'll get to that and we'll talk about some more theories about that soon. One thing that, they, that makes a great point of why the Rebel Skitters can't do this on their own, their harnesses that they are attached to that form them into Skitters eventually... They'd be detected because of those. And so they need humans to be able to go in there so they will not be detected. Which means, why would you bring Ben along? Hmm. Just saying. I know there's a lot of Ben fans out there. But if the Skitters are afraid to go in there because their harnesses will give them away, ding, 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 so would Ben. But, I mean, I guess it didn't really matter. I and mean, we see what happens later on. And then Ben does go back with the Skitters. But, I don't know, just this whole thing about the Overlord being there to see... I mentioned this briefly earlier. This whole thing about the Overlord going to oversee the final preparations of a weapon really reminds me of Palpatine going to see the second Death Star being built at the end of Return of the Jedi. Spoiler alert, and it just so happens the Rebel forces are able to go there and destroy the Death Star for the second time, and uh, in the process, Palpatine, the Emperor, is dead. 
And granted, this Captain Fitchhead here isn't the Emperor or anything. He's just this season's bad guy. And I guess next season we'll maybe pull the the focus back a little bit further and kind of see more of this interplanetary stuff. I would think this is the thing I would love to see. Uh, I, I know I've talked about some of this last week. I said I'd love to see a third party enter into this whole thing, another group of aliens, um, another freedom fighter, whatever it is. Well, this is the thing I would really like to see in the future of the show. I don't know if it'll happen. I would love to see Tom or even a group of people from the second mass go to another planet. That would be cool. It would be like the Green Lantern Corps or something. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> the general here, Bresler, doesn't believe this whole thing about Skitter rebellions and stuff still. He doesn't want to listen to Weaver and Mason and Porter and all that stuff. He doesn't want to allow them to go on this mission. Weaver basically says something to the effect of, it's a suicide mission. You don't really like us here anyway. Let us go. You don't have to deal with us anymore. Something to that effect. And uh, he approves it. He says it's okay. But then the general, as we soon see later in the episode, does um, tell his men to go out and kill the rebel skitters before morning. And so that's kind of a next little part of the thing. So, again, is is General Buzzard necessarily evil? Probably not. I mean, I, it's one of those things after we've seen this episode, normalcy comes back by the end. Manchester's no longer the one in charge, but it is back to normal. And here, Bresler... He doesn't trust the aliens. You know, why would you? They killed 90% of the Earth's population and more people since then. So he's like, okay, we're going to kill these skitters while we know where they're at. And that, that actually makes a lot of common sense. And if it wasn't for Tom and his son and their experiences and everything that's happened, you know, the second mass wouldn't buy into this either. So, uh, again, I, I guess Bresnan and Manchester turn out to be good guys, uh, which is good news. And I guess we'll see what happens. I'm assuming, based on the end of this season... The second mass will be leaving Charleston, but you never know. I mean, it might take a few episodes before they get out of there. Kind of like this season, there was you know three or four episodes they were still in the general vicinity of Boston before they kind of got down to Virginia, before they got down to South Carolina. So I guess we'll see where they go from here next summer. Um, okay, we go back from our commercial break. <clears throat> Hal pretty easily goes out and finds these skitters. He talks to Ben, trying to apologize, trying to you know, make amends and whatnot. And Ben says he's finally home. He has found a place where he belongs. And then Hal, rightly so, says you belong with your family. But Ben is definitely staying with the the Skitters. Lodgers and Ann start talking about their little short-lived time here in Paradise. Um, they talk about how they missed the rush of fighting. Ann's sick. Oh, she's pregnant, just like everybody um, was kind of saying, I guess. I know we talked about it last week on the podcast. The fact that they kept showing on the... We, I don't know, it's one of those things. When you have a very limited time frame, you have 10 episodes, you have like 42 minutes an episode, if you're going to show the same thing over and over and over, there has to be a reason. So if you have Tom and Ann waking up in bed together on several occasions in a very short-lived, episodic TV show like this, you know that has to mean something eventually, and the most common sense thing for that to mean would mean a baby would be coming eventually. And that could open up all sorts of, you know, again, theories and thoughts of what could happen. You know, the whole thing with Tom... And how, for that matter, now. how Tom had that implant in his eye. That's the only one we know of. There could be others. He was on the spaceship for a while. And you know, it took him a couple of months to get back to them at second mass. So, I don't know. A Tom could still be somehow some kind of connection to the aliens. He may not be. You know, that's very possible. But now you've got uh, Hal with, with just a disgusting scenario, quite honestly, with a little thing claws out of his eye and into his ear. Definitely call back to, well, not necessarily, but... 
makes me call back to Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, just with the little things they put in to check off and this other dude, and he kills the other dude, and Chekhov makes it out of there alive because he's Chekhov. So Tom doesn't know that Anne's pregnant. She doesn't plan to tell him until after this mission is over. We do find out that Manchester's under house arrest. Now, he was in the holding cell. He's been moved to house arrest. Tom does say that General Bresser crossed the line, and he, I guess, kind of agrees that he's not evil. Manchester and Tom have a discussion about how to handle the situation they're in. Uh, the second mass is going on the mission. And this is when Ben walks right in. And it's so easy to go in and see the President of the United States here. Super quick and easy, just walk right in. But, but Ben goes in and says their camp has been hit. And we do go to another commercial break. And so after those messages, we came back in and Tom, Ben... And uh, the Continental Army and who whatever are there, and they find you know this site. Ben does say that the Red Eye Skitter and a few others did get away, but most of their little group of rebels have been killed. And then here, I guess this was the general's plan all along. He said, "These guys are dead. Um, your mission's canceled." Ben says that this weapon will wipe out everything, and then basically a very small. Fun-sized version of the second mass is going to go on this mission. Basically, the people we know who they are, out of the however many hundred and some odd people who are left. You know, just the basic little core group. And for whatever reason, I guess when Tom and Weaver, who were standing up to him, the general does kind of give his permission on this whole deal. Anthony, Di, and Maggie have a couple good little moments here, making fun of Weaver back in his normal clothes, talking about how he's styling. Jean wants to go with them. Weaver doesn't want her to. He doesn't want to lose her again. And she does say she wants to make a difference. And then apparently, being harnessed, not only do you get to be Captain America here with super strength and healing and whatever else he has, he also can draw now. And so he's drawing, I guess, a map to the uh, array. And then Anthony has built something he calls a wall crasher. And we get a little tick, tick, boom. And I think that was a callback to episode one, maybe with him and him and uh, Click. I may be wrong about that, but it sounds familiar from the show. And then the Second Mass Fighters um, do get lots of weapons. They get Hummers. They get all kinds of stuff. And um, Tector is reunited with the Berserkers, and Pope does kind of take him back in. Matt is being left behind. He's told to watch Laudris. Anne is going on the mission. And so they are ready to mount up and go out. And then we get back. They've gone 500 miles in a matter of a commercial break. You know, five minutes, 500 miles. Pretty cool. They're pretty fast. And there's this weird tower. Tom and Anne are in some caves. Kind of reminded me of Cowboys and Aliens, maybe a little bit. Kind of a vibe. Uh, Maggie and Hal are climbing through. And she says something that was really smart. Um, something that uh, the audience might be thinking. They're in a confined little space. They're in this little cave. This would be a great time for those little crawly things to come out and get them. But they didn't. So that was good for them. Ben takes him to this wall. And I guess his skitter senses start tingling like Spider-Man. And he... um tells them this is you know the where they need to go and this is when the wall crasher comes into play and uh they use it they blow up the little hole in the wall which is good they make it into the little otherworldly looking confines of this array and so basically they split into two teams going around in a circle they start planning c4 we see anthony doing that we see die doing that we see maggie doing that and we see here that this device this weapon is pointed up at the sky and we find out it's not meant for humans. I think that's what Ben says. So anyway, I, the skitter comes, grabs, die, and they fight and stuff. He's fighting back. 
and he eventually gets thrown up against the wall, and I guess that kills him. Either what happened, the skitter did to him, or the, or the crash, or whatever. And then all the other fighters are kind of attacked as Karen walks out. And then Tom, as we come back from the commercial break, Tom and the others are entangled in these little cords and stuff. Karen is um, talking trash to him. Ben tries to say stuff, and his mouth gets covered. She so talks about how Tom is a nuisance. The Captain Fishhead does walk in. Tom says he's not talking. And eventually she goes over to... Uh, Poke him with this electro stick thing. Another kind of thing that made me think about Star Wars with the Emperor's little Sith lightning. Um, just Again, there's lots of little things like that that makes me think of this. She goes over and kisses Hal. And I'm assuming at this point that's when she gave him the little implant that later we saw in his eye and stuff. Maggie yells and then her mouth gets covered with little ropes. And then Weaver gets shocked a few times. And then she goes over to Anne, kind of touches her little belly and says, oh, she's pregnant. Announces that to the world. And then Tom offers to talk about anything and everything when the last remaining of the rebel skitters have arrived. Red Eye is attacked by one of the Ashanti. Um, Tom grabs a little uh, lightning staff. Um, Captain Fishhead has like a sword all of a sudden. They kind of fight and whatnot. And Tom is able to knock the thing down and eventually just kind of punches it with the little staff and eventually kills it. Karen, her little skitter self, jumps on the wall and climbs away, so she'll be back for season three. I'm assuming as long as her contract is renewed or whatnot. And then the red-eye skitter, uh, I guess as he's dying, gives him dying, his dying words or whatever is keep the fight going. Um, Pope is there. We hadn't really seen him on this mission. Um, we do find out that Die is dead. They blow up the weapon. Um, they return to Charleston and say that they've accomplished their mission. They are heroes once again. Uh, the general is happy, and Lowe finds old Anne. We did lose Di, as I mentioned before. Uh, he was a good man. Gina Weaver reunited. Matt finds Tom and Ben. Ben says he's staying this time, and he wants to play a game of Monopoly. Hal is like, like in a coma of some sort, and we find out here in a moment, as everyone leaves, that Karen did something to him. Um, but we'll get back to that in a second. Tom and Anne talk about the pregnancy. She's not sure. Tom's happy about it, though. And she does ask the question anyone would ask in some light. How fair is it to bring a child into this crazy, messed-up world? And that's when Hal wakes up. At first, he's far away. We kind of zoom in on him. Eventually, he stands up. He looks in the mirror. And when those little probes come out of his eye, goes around on his face, crawls into his ear, and then just the way he looks, he looks like he's gone to the dark side. And, you know, Manchester's happy they're back. And this is when we learn that Control's coming back to the civil government. He's not going to be the president or whatever anymore. Basically, he says, Tom, you're the one who could do this. Um, he turns that down, of course. And Tom does say that he and Weaver have agreed Charleston isn't the place for them in the second mass until this fight is over. And so they plan to leave soon. They don't know what's out there. But they're going to do this like a team. And then there's like an earthquake or something. And they figure out it's not an earthquake. They go outside. They see like lightning. There's like these little blue flashes coming down. And then a ship lands, one we've never seen before. A door opens. And a alien walks out. Who kind of looks like a combination of Master Chief and the... Uh, I don't even know what they're called. Arbinger or whatever in the second Halo game. Third Halo game, whatever it was. That was like the... Uh, he was an enemy in the second and first Halo, but he was, he was your friend in the third Halo. Whatever his deal is. It kind of looks like one of those type of aliens with like a mask and stuff, and then the mask pulls up. I don't know. It, it looked pretty good. It really did. It was muscular, um, 
had a weird looking face, definitely different from the fish heads and the skitters. And so it was cool to see a new species involved in our story. And that's when we're going to jump out of our recap and our little discussions and theories along the way over into our Falling Skies 5, where we break down five pivotal moments of the episode. All right, it is time for the Falling Skies 5, the five most pivotal moments of the episode. All right, well, it's time to talk our top five moments of this week's episode, the season finale of season two. And I think number five on my list is General Bresler decides to kill the rebel skitters. I think that's pretty important. I mean, we overall it doesn't really hurt us in our uh, our heroes. They're able to still accomplish the mission they're sent out on. But he, I don't know. I, I think I talked about this just now in the the recap. I, again, I don't think that necessarily means he's evil. He even mentioned how he's seen a lot of his people. You know, they've lost loved ones. He's lost loved ones at the hands of the skitters, and so he doesn't trust them. And so it makes sense from a military point of view. Your enemy, as far as he is concerned, or his perceived enemy, is here. So he should go out and attack them while he can. And that's what he does. And obviously we, we find Ben comes back and reports about this. And the Red-Eyed Skitter and a few others make it out. And they come in and help pretty much save the day at the end of the episode. So that's definitely good. That all worked out pretty well for the um, second mass overall. But that was just an interesting twist along the way that Bresler would choose to go after the Rebel Skitters. I think now my number four on my list here, at the end of the episode, after everything's all said and done, the second mouse is still preparing to leave. I mean, granted, other things happen before they are able to leave, but that that is their plan. Uh, Weaver and Tom have decided to get out of Dodge, so to speak, to find somewhere else to go. And I guess we'll have to wait and see how that happens or how long it might take them to get out. I think, again, I don't want to repeat myself too much. I feel like I've already said this, that you know they may stick around Charleston for the first few episodes next season and then move out from there, kind of like they did this year as they were in Massachusetts, moved down to Virginia, and ultimately down to South Carolina. I don't know where the next place might be, uh, but I do think it's interesting. They are planning to get out of Dodge. Well, one other thing on my list, number three, this to go around, Charleston, by the end of this episode, is back in the hands of civilian authorities. Manchester is not the majority leader anymore. He actually offers that job to Tom, who refuses, because he is planning to leave, as we've just mentioned in our number four point. Um, but it is good that martial law is over, that the people have a say again, as that's definitely a better situation. You don't want the military necessarily to be in charge for all sorts of reasons that we've learned here in Second Mass of how the civilians are overlooked or not thought about in the same way, or they're looked at as soldiers. Or uh, In the first season, they even called the civilians eaters. They didn't see they were contributing anything. They were just eating the food. Um, so definitely could see how having the military in charge of the post-apocalyptic little culture here would be a, possibly a bad thing. So it's good that the people are back in charge. And I, I do think this still opens the door that we could see more of Terry O'Quinn on the show, but we don't necessarily have to. So I guess we'll see how that goes, you know, come summer next year, or honestly, come casting news here in the next few months, since they have, you know, some new cast members have been announced, you know, certain different little roles. Nothing as cool as Terry O'Quinn that I've seen so far in the first few days of filming. There have been a few characters cast and stuff. So anyway, number... Two on my list, Captain Fishhead is dead and the weapon is destroyed. And again, that just kind of goes back to my parallels in my mind of uh, the Death Star. Of you know, many Bothan spies died in getting the plans of the Death Star. Well, 
many rebel skitter spies died trying to get the plans to the second mass and the emperor again it's not a perfect parallel Captain Fishhead was not the emperor. He was not the man in charge. He was just he's kind of a, a governor of an area, not the uh not the one in charge of everything. But anyway, we'll get off of the Star Wars. Anyway, Captain Fishhead is dead and the weapon is destroyed and I definitely think that this is going to tie into number 1. We'll get to that in a minute. If what they said is true that this one Fishhead controlled a huge portion of the continent's, you know, forces, this could be a big big help in season 2. They might not have as much conflict. I mean, just in general, if, if they don't have to fight as much. I, we'll, we'll get there, I'm sure. I, what I really want to talk about is number one. So we're going to move on into number one. And, and Captain Fishhead being dead, the weapon being destroyed is definitely important. Moving into number one. The, the new species that arrived there at the end of the episode. I definitely 100% believe that the Captain Fishhead's weapon was there to try to be a uh, air defense missile mechanism, whatever. A uh, death ray or whatever it was to try to stop this other species of uh, alien from coming down, and uh, this could be a former. I, one of my theories or something I threw out there last week, I think, was you know what if some of the people or whatever they are from the Skitter home planet? Because obviously it could be several, but the ones we've we've heard of from the Red Eyed Skitter, um, they were peaceful and all this kind of stuff. You know, we see from Ben and Karen and whatnot, and this, the evidence we've seen of the harness is that the harness, you know, eventually will turn you into one of those skitters. They might have been more humanoid to begin with, and so maybe this guy's one of their species originally, or maybe it's a totally different species who's um, been affected by this um, Ashanti, or however you say that. Um, I keep probably saying that incorrectly, and forgive me if I am. But uh, I, I think that's cool. I think it's great that there are some more um, aliens involved. I, again, I would love to see Tom and Weaver and whoever else, this core little group of the Second Mass, hang out with the aliens, be on spaceships, fly to other planets. That'd be awesome. But we'll see, I guess, if they do any of that stuff. Because I know Tom and them are trying to defend America and start a new constitution and whatnot. I mean, that's kind of the seems the d- discussion they've had here while they're in Charleston. Of you know recreating government and stuff, so I don't really think Tom would want to fly off across the galaxy, but it'd still be fun if they did. All right, well I think that's going to wrap up that little portion of our show. Um, and I'm, I'm flipping through my pages here. You may hear it. I was trying to go back and see if I noticed any. Well, there's at least one pop culture reference we'll get into, and and then I'll see if there's any more here in my notes. Uh, so we're gonna hit that pop culture music now. Falling Skies and Pop Culture. This first one is like many pop culture references, at least in my mind, is a pop culture reference. Doesn't mean it really is. The Rebel Skitter, the red eyed one, was talking through Ben with the general and everyone else. And at one point, he says, As you wish. And to me, when I hear As you wish, personally, as a child of the 80s, as someone who loves awesome classic movies, that automatically makes me think of the Princess Bride and the way Wesley would respond to Princess Buttercup. Um, instead of saying, I love you, he would say, as you wish. And so, I'm not, granted, other people have said, as you wish, um, I'm sure, hundreds and dozens of millions of times. But still, that is what it reminds me of, and so I brought that up here. Alright, well the only specific real pop culture reference this week was... Ben says he would play a game of Monopoly with Little Matt. And Monopoly is a game that can be traced back all the way to 1903. Well, almost 110 years ago. 
and it's made all sorts of different variations since that early, early stage. And in 1934, it actually became the board game called Monopoly, and there's been dozens and dozens and dozens of versions of that since then. I have a Lord of the Rings Monopoly, I have a Mario Monopoly, just to name a few, and there's all sorts of ones out there. I like to play Monopoly at McDonald's. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I think we're all pretty familiar with this little game, with the money and the properties, and you try to have a monopoly and can try to control the board and once you can bankrupt your other opponents you win I, mean, I don't know i don't think i need to go into too much detail here i think we're pretty much familiar with this game from parker brothers so and again i don't i don't remember seeing anything else right off unless i have some other notes here in my uh, paper the only other ones really aren't necessarily references to stuff that kind of reminded me of stuff. And I think I already mentioned that. Like when they were in the caves, it kind of reminded me of Cowboys and Aliens. Some of the stuff with the weapon reminded me of Star Wars and the Death Star. Oh, one other little thing it kind of reminded me of Star Wars. I haven't mentioned on. I don't guess. Maybe I did. The um, little staffs that shot out little electricity bolts reminded me again of like the Emperor shooting electricity at Luke. Again, not really a direct reference or anything by any means, but... Okay, and then as far as um, pop culture references, I think I think we've kind of run the gamut on that. And I don't really remember anything specific that we need to touch on necessarily in our This Week in History segment. And so I think, unless I'm overlooking something, that'll pretty much wrap up our show for this week and for this season. Uh, I would love to hear from you if you have any other thoughts you'd like to share about the finale. And there's all sorts of ways you can get in contact with us. We have our Facebook page over on facebook.com forward slash falling skies cast. We have our Twitter account. You can tweet us. You can send us a direct message. You can just mention us at the falling skies. You can also email us at falling at gmail.com. You can visit our website, falling Leave comments and stuff there. You can find all our information, our phone numbers and stuff. Speaking of which, you can call into the show or text us. 77335 Skies would love to have your voicemail. Or again, if you wanted to MP3 us something, you could record it and uh, shoot it to us from your phone or from your computer. You could um, send in your audio that way too, and I'd definitely love to have that. I don't know. Uh, for me personally, it definitely would be great, and I'm sure the other listeners would appreciate hearing some of your thoughts and he- actually hearing some of your words out there about this season about what you're looking forward to seeing next season any of those type of things i would i would like to have that and so if you you have the time send that in and we'll include it in our next show which will probably be sometime in september um, unless something fun happens prior to that which you never know uh (laughs) i guess we'll see um all right well again i am i do apologize for the lateness of this particular episode it just hasn't been working out for me to get this out in a timely manner unfortunately this has been probably the busiest month i've had in forever um i've been out of town every weekend literally every weekend um in august and that i don't know that that's ever happened since i got out of college i know like i was in college i was going on trips and stuff a lot but um, being an adult, I don't know that I've ever been out of town every weekend in a month. And so been super busy with just stuff and life and family and birthdays and visiting and all this kind of crazy stuff. And so, again, I, am, I do apologize for this lateness, but hey, it's out now. I think I've improved my audio quality some more. I've been trying to do that as far as clarity, as far as volume. And I think I've been... T- tampering with my little setup here my little soundboard and i think it's sounding a little bit better and i hope that you've maybe noticed a little bit of a difference in the quality this week all right so we hope to see you again soon um i am jimmy in georgia this has been the falling skies cast peace
It's time for the Pope Quote of the Week. I got mine right. Now, what do you think I should do with you, Tector? Suppose that's up to you. Indeed it is. Drive the truck.